0: Hello, my name is Charlotte Bowler, and um, as you heard, this is my first year here, and I've always known I wanted to go on this trip because of my sister. Uh, This was her fourth year on this Hope trip, and every year she came home from the trip, she had the most amazing stories I've ever heard, of how she's made new friends, of how she's built houses for people in need, and it just inspired me, and I knew that this is exactly what I was meant to do. So when I turned 14, I knew I could go on the trip, and I was so excited. And my mom decided that she wanted to go on the trip too. And I knew that was even better. It was like a family reunion, and we were going to go help in the name of God, and it was just inspiring. So we get to the place, like we get where we're going to meet up, about to go over to Rhode Island, and they're all seniors going into college, so... I wanted to fit in, but I didn't want to be the annoying 14-year-old that's trying to be like a senior. I wanted to just be who I am. So I walk up there, and I'm a little quiet. I don't want to bug them. They're all saying hi to each other because they've been on this trip their whole time. And I kind of just help out with the adults, talk with them, put snacks in the cars. I don't want to be annoying. (laughs) And then we're given our groups, and I was with my sister, my mom, Kirsten Pastor, and Connor Jewel, and we're all in a car together. And that's when I really started to get to know Connor, because I knew (laughs) Kirsten before. (laughs) And we drove up to Rhode Island. As soon as we got there, we turned up at a middle school where we were gonna be spending our week together. And there were so many people from all over, like Pennsylvania, Illinois, like, you name it, they were there. And I was so excited to get to know all of these people. So we go into our room, we set up our stuff, I start to kind of get to know our group, but I still don't want to be annoying, so I kind of keep to myself. And we head down to our first group, like, chapel, and we go and and we all sit down, and everyone that's on the trip is sitting in a room together. And I just think, wow, every single one of these people is here in the name of God to do work for people who really need it. Like how privileged are we that we get to go out of our way and help people? So we meet our whole group and we introduce ourselves. And it's just amazing how all of these kids I've never met before are here doing the same thing I wanna do. So after the first day where we get to meet each other, it's the day that we go to our work sites and meet our crews. And our crews are people, random people that are on the trip that we were put together in this group to go work on one house. And so I met my crew and they were from, I never met them before. There is a great variety of people. And as soon as I met them, I knew this was the best crew I could have asked for. They were caring, they were just loving, they were so welcoming to me in my first year. And I was so excited to work the rest of the week with them. When we got to our work site, it was just immediate. Our group knew what we wanted to do. We knew who was doing what. We knew that if we worked as a team, we could get anything done, and so that's what we did. As we worked on this house, we bonded, we met with the people, the owners of the house, and it was the most amazing thing I could have ever asked for. And when we got back to the thing, to the school where we were sleeping, all of us met up and talked about what we had done and who our crew was. And I was so happy that what my sister had talked about this for her whole over years of doing this, that I was finally able to do it and I was able to live up to what she had said. And it was probably one of the most amazing experiences I could have ever asked for. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> okay, I hope I'm not gonna talk too loudly, so. Um, so my experience as a mother I actually was fortunate because all my children or both my children I have one son who's already in college were going on this trip so I said well you know if they need another leader why shouldn't I go because I have the opportunity now where I don't have to be home with a child so I can go so um, I looked forward to it all year and um, I had kind of my own purpose for going Um, I wanted to step out of my comfort zone I wanted to meet new people and I wanted to feel a deeper connection with God. And I kind of prayed to God during this trip, um, please let me be your hands this week and may your will be done for the greater good. So that was my purpose when I went there. Um, and who I am is a planner. I plan everything. I've planned Super Bowl parties for NFL films. I've plan events. I'm a planner, so my expectations were my first year that I was going there. I was going to learn on a double crew with another leader or another adult who would show me how to get things done. Um, I had no idea what I would be doing, so I was really kind of challenged with that, but I knew I'd be with another adult, which was great. So the first night I was there, I met my crew. And I, they gave us our assignments. We had to stand next to a number, number 29, and I went under there waiting for the, the other adult and the other crew to come, and there was no other adult. It was me. And I had five youth that I was in charge of, and I did not know how to be in charge of youth. <laughs> I had I was like, I don't even know how to use a hammer. I don't know how to do. So I looked at them, and I said, wait a minute, there must be a mistake because we need another leader here. And I said, let me check, and I checked with someone, and she said, no, you are the leader. I said, but I don't have transportation, and she said, we're going to put you on a bus. And all I knew in that instant was I had five youth that I had to lead. And I went back to them, and they're all saying, we've got this, we can do this. And I said, you know what? anything is possible. Let's get this done. Just, I don't deal with bugs, so someone has to be the one who will kill the bugs, because I don't do that. And, um, and we kind of introduced ourselves to each other, and I had a 13-year-old who had no experience. I had a 15-year-old who had no experience. I had a um, wonderful 16-year-old who had some emotional issues, um, but was listed as no experience. But I had two 18-year-old boys. Um, One had minimal experience, he'd been on the trip before and he'd painted, and the other one was going to school for engineering. And I said, okay, we got you, we've got the engineer, we are set. We go to our location day one. The plans are incorrect. They have us building a wheelchair ramp and a deck, and they've given us cement to make footings for this, and it's, there's no dirt. It's a concrete entry to the house. So we have 800 pounds of concrete and we have no use for it. We have no wood that is the correct size. We don't have decking for any kind of ramp. And I, I'm sitting there saying, I don't even know what to do. So, and so I had my, engineer, 18-year-old, make a new plan. What can we do? We spoke to our amazing resident, who's an 89-year-old woman whose husband died four years prior, and she sat in bed for two years after her husband died and didn't get out of bed, so she became wheelchair-bound. Um, this was her saving grace. She could actually leave the house to get to the doctors. She could have a ramp to her yard where she could go to her memorial garden which at this point was all weeds to speak to her husband because that's what she wanted to do. She wanted freedom and that's what we could give her. So I'm like okay we can do this. Kind of sat around we made a new plan with the engineer it was great and then the engineer tells me my grandfather is sick, I have to fly back in the morning. So uh, I'm saying, uh, okay, like, of course, you've got to do what you have to do, but then that's me and these other kids, and I've got to redesign this ramp, and, and we had this bus, and I had a headache, and it was ever, that first day was so crazy. But my crew always... I mean, these are kids. These are 13, 15, 16, 18-year-olds who are like, we can do it. We can do it. We can get this done. And I'm like, okay, I've got you guys. You're my team. So day one, kind of a hard one. Um, And then day two, it rained. And I'm sure it rained here too. All day. Rained all day. We had no shelter. We couldn't go into the house. So we call them at this trip, God sightings, and you look for God sightings. You show, see ways God is actually delivering things to you, and you notice that. And um, it was kind of hard. It's pouring. We find out from our resident's daughter that she ended up in the hospital that night, Monday night. She had congestive heart failure, so they were going to keep her there for the week. So our goal was we needed to get that wheelchair ramp so she could get in the house. Um, by Friday Um, and another God sighting that we had was Jim um, said you don't have to take the bus I will drive you so he volunteered to drive my team directly so we didn't have to take the bus. Uh, there were so many god sightings that second day, even though it was pouring rain, we got a tent, so we put a tent up, and we were able to get stuff done. We got approvals on our new plan that the engineer had done before he left, and so we actually had things to do. We didn't really have wood, but we were able to take metal awnings down and get stuff done. But what we also got were helpers. We had commuted people in the community of Woonsocket. Um, came out, they're volunteers that help with community projects, and they came to us because they knew we were down a player and that I had no experience, and they came and showed up, one after the other, offering to help. Can I make you, show you how to do the ramp? I can't stay, but I'll be here. The amount of people that came, I think it was more than any other group. We had people coming in and out. We were like, there's George, there's Paul, there's Stanley, it was amazing. So, in the midst of this horrible kind of situation, there was so much light shining through, and we were getting stuff done. And then, day three, we were lucky, we got another teammate, and that was Kirsten was put on my group. And so I had another 18-year-old who could, who could saw, and she became great with the saw, who could saw and use the, um, and use the, the, the nail guns and all these things that I didn't feel comfortable doing, but she, she did it. Um, and we got stuff done. And we were able to build a relationship with the resident's daughter, Karen, who had cancer, and she was in remission. And this was the only way she could get her mother out of the house because she'd have to. She was, she was in her 60s and would carry her mom down the stairs um, to get her out in case of, you know, even to, to go to the doctor or go to the store. So we knew the purpose was great and we built this ramp and it was just amazing watching this community come together and it was amazing watching this team come together and the God sightings one after the other. And we were surprised on Thursday as our resident got out of the hospital early, right when we were finishing the first ramp down to the driveway. And it was, we all called it our major God sighting because to watch her face, being able to enter that house on that ramp. And she was going, woohoo like she was cheering. She was so excited. And then the other ramp we had to do Friday, which was our final day, was out to the yard. And in the yard was her garden, which was all weeds. It had a plaque for her husband and some flags. And so Kirsten Pastor and I went to Walmart and Lowe's and we picked out lots of flowers and some solar lights and a bird feeder to bring life to her garden. And on Friday morning, we had the youngest of our team plant that garden and we were able to Friday finish the ramp so she could come out to that garden. And it was amazing. We had Stanley from the community put up a tent. We all had pizza together as we celebrated. And she sat there and she said to one of our, kind of the 18 year old who took over the reins, who became my leader, She said to him, I am going to be so lonely without you. And he said, I am going to college next year, and you will be my pen pal, and I will write to you. And she's like, you have no idea how grateful I am. Not only do I have freedom, but I can come talk to my husband now in this beautiful garden, and I have a reason to go on. And it's amazing to see how much this trip touches the lives of these residents. And I kind of tried to reflect on what my purpose was going. And I remember saying, you know, I want to be your hands and thy will be done. And, and really when I looked at it that first day, my frustrations were because it was actually I wanted my will to be done. I wanted to have someone, another adult there to tell me what to do. I had all these expectations for myself. But God's will was greater than what I could see. God's will was bringing people in the community together to help us. God's will was letting us get to know that resident's daughter and understand her issues as a caregiver and giving her that support as well. Um, There were so many God sightings, and I just feel really blessed that I was able to be part of this. Anyway, thank you.